Who is a superhero? A symbol of hope, opportunity, strength? Well, this is the story of a real life superhero. This is the story of the serviceman. Thank you everyone for tuning in. This is Ashwin Zuchi and you are listening to the first episode of my series The Serviceman. Superheroes seem to have become the new obsession for audiences across the globe these days and hence I decided to jump on the bandwagon by sharing the story of a real life superhero. My father Ravinder Zuchi. He might not jump off skyscrapers or wear fancy costumes. He's just an ordinary individual. who has always found strength to persevere and endure in spite of overwhelming obstacles and he has succeeded in life against all the odds stacked against him it's an incredibly inspiring story of a man who came from humble beginnings and went on to dominate the corporate world and was even given the tag of bhishma pitama of the consumer electronics business hope you all enjoy this incredible journey that we are about to embark upon listen in to ravinder zuchi the serviceman Dad, uh, thank you for uh, joining me on this call. Uh, I have just given a little introduction uh, to all those who are listening about you and your incredible uh, story uh, from the very humble uh, roots uh, that you started your life with and eventually moved on to dominate uh, the corporate world. So it's a very very fascinating story, and I thought uh, this would be a good way to not just I think kill time while we are stuck in the lockdown. It keeps us safe also, but at the same time, it's a great story to put out there for the public. And yeah, I mean, like they say, it's a, it's a good uh, thing also for us to also have a chat. I don't think I don't remember the last time we had a chat like this one to one. So ये भी एक अच्छा मौका है. So uh, you can say hi uh, to all those who are listening. Yeah, hi Ashwin. Thank you so much for trying to make me speak on my. I'm the beginning of my life and the career is which has almost spanning almost 45 years in my electronic business in India so I think it's it's a great start I think good good initiative by you thank you so much for that yeah हाँ मतलब वील कम टू द द लवली प्रोफेशनल करियर मच लेटर बिकॉज दैट इज समथिंग आई फील मोस्ट पीपल आर क्वाइट अवेयर ऑफ वॉट पीपल डोंट नो अबाउट यू इज समथिंग दैट आई वॉन्ट ट्राई एंड ब्रिंग आउट थ्रू दिस इनिशिएटिव सो आई वॉन्ट टू स्टार्ट विद द एब्सोल्यूट सॉस क्योंकि मैं जिससे भी बात करता हूँ बहुत फैसिनेट हो जाते हैं वन दे हेयर माई सर नेम आउट लॉर्ड ऑफ पीपल फर्स्टली डोंट अंडरस्टैंड कि सर नेम क्या है ये जुच्छी एंड आधों को प्रोनाउंस नहीं करना आता है आधों को पता नहीं होता कि ओके जुच्छी इज अ कश्मीरी सर नेम बट एवरीबडी सेज इट्स वेरी कूल इट्स अ वेरी कूल सर नेम इट्स वेरी यूनिक सो हु इज रिस्पॉन्सिबल फॉर दिस वील स्टार्ट विद दैट पर्सन योर फादर विल स्टार्ट विद हिज स्टोरी यू नो हाउ ही केम टू डेली एंड देन हाउ यू केम इन टू दिस वर्ल्ड तो उससे शुरू very early early life of mine including my father who was basically from kashmir 
and he did his graduation in Kashmir, and then probably he came down to North India, I would say, to Delhi, but he went to Lucknow for his post-graduation. He did his MA from Lucknow University, possibly in, I think, in psychology, in social sciences or something like that. Then he went back to Kashmir, to thought, thinking that he probably would find some good job after his post-graduation. But what ultimately came out was he was not able, because those days jobs were very little in Kashmir. Very little in Kashmir. So uh, so he had to struggle a lot. And then he realized that he had a brother, an elder brother, who had moved to Delhi much earlier, in late late 40s. He had moved to Delhi and was living in Chani Cho. So he told him, why don't you come back? Well, he was working with a very old uh, house, if you, if you remember, Amit Chand Parallel, which is now, which their granddaughter is now the owner of the Park Hotels. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So he, he was working with Amit Chand Parallel company in, uh, in Delhi and staying in a uh, small, small one, one room in uh, Chandi Chok. So he told my father, why don't you come down and try your luck in Delhi? So he came to Delhi in, I think, early 50s. And uh, and possibly I, I, what I understood was that he got a job with erstwhile NDMC. That time there was no MCD. It was a New Delhi Municipal Corporation that time. So he got a job in NDMC, which finally became MCD in some part of Delhi. So he, he, he got a job as a food inspector, I think that time I, I recall. So he joined in Delhi, then he realized that because of his job, he would get a small accommodation in Delhi itself, in NDMC area. So he, he got a small apartment and uh, he went back and probably got married and he came back to Delhi again because his job was in Delhi. And so I was born in uh, Lodi Road where he was staying that time. So I, I had my birth in a very, a very, I would say, small uh, child hospital in in uh, Lodi Road, which is still there, of course. If you go and see it now, it is still there. I was born there in 1954, December 54. So that was the beginning of, I, I think, my life. I was born in uh, Lodi Road, New Delhi, in December 54. All right. So that is uh, where the lineage uh, sort of got passed on. But for those who don't know, who we are talking about is my uh, grandfather, Makhan Lal Zuchi who unfortunately I never uh, got the chance to meet. But yes, very fascinating uh, story, uh, starting from Kashmir, then to Lucknow, then back to uh, Kashmir, then to back to Delhi. Uh, so it, it's an interesting journey, but great that he uh, found a very stable, secure job with the government, like you mentioned, uh, with the Municipal Corporation of Delhi as a food inspector, um, which was in the 50s. Uh, but then once you were born uh, after his marriage, I want to understand, like, how was your life uh, like at that point? Because I feel by that time he had become a little more stable in his job. He was earning uh, not only decent money, but had a lot of perks that time. So you were enjoying a lot of privileges and perks at that point of time yes, when he was with yes. the government. Yeah. I can do a little more on that. He was a very vis- uh, visionary, I would call him. If I, I don't know whether I didn't did ever tell you also personally. Uh, see, when he was living in Delhi and he was always uh, looking, he was young, he was very aggressive he was very very uh, i would say a person who would believe in god a lot i still remember he was, he was one of the very few people that time i remember who would not ever use hot water for his bath he would always have a cold water bath even in deep winter those days delhi was very cold very cold not now what we see delhi today it's not that like that it was very cold but he would get up in the morning at four o'clock have his bath with cold water then do uh, puja for about two hours so he would finish his puja by 7 7 30 every morning so even though he was very i was a very spiritual person that way but 
on the flip side he was very fond of movies and you know like good things for life like we, we should have a good house or a good sofa set or so he had a good a, taste he had a good he taste had a good for this yeah. yeah he had yeah. a good taste mm-hmm. and he used to always tell people he used, he used to tell my mama or my uncles look i think if you have to live in delhi and you have to grow in delhi and if you have to be uh, be little more comfortable in delhi you should buy land in delhi he 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 used to say in 50s i remember in the early 50 late 50s and 60s that if you ever get a chance if you have money buy land in delhi it will fetch you a lot of money but years down the year, down the line which many of people didn't do and he did he of course he did he invested whatever little money is to get from his from a small job in mcd he would invest in small parcel of lands in somewhere and which which finally became very very one of the posh localities of delhi i remember he he got a land a small plot in in uh, in uh, pamposh angle that time it was just you know nothing but only small marking there then he bought a small place in vyadikalash he bought a land in lajpatnagar he was always said if you have to live in delhi after few years 10 15 20 years you should have property and you can you can make money in daily out of property so he was very very uh, i would say visionary in that direction of course and a lot of taste he would run he would make sure he, he would take us to 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 movies he would ensure that we see every circus which comes to india i remember since once we went to russian circus which was very popular apollo circus russian circus those were those very big big uh, event for people to go into a circus and watch circus from the front row it was a very privileged matter those so days. like how probably in today's terms how you help me uh, take the front seat on ipl games he was helping you get the front seat That's also right. <laughs> he would help me like now you see i'll be in the front row he would get me a seat get get a seat in the front row of the of the russian circus which was a very privileged circus those days apollo jamini circus Uh, Russian circus. So we used to watch a lot of circus. And he used uh, to events. and he used to pamper you a lot. Like he used to buy you lots of things. He would pamper me, and the best part, he used to pamper my my uh, cousins as well. Okay. You know, I know he would he would tell them, "You need help, please let me know. You want to buy something, I will get you right at a better price. And if you want to, if you have, because nobody had a little bigger, we had a little bigger accommodation. So he would say, "No, why don't you come and study in my 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 house? If you have one room." so he would ask him to come and study with in his own house so he was very helpful that matter helpful in getting people something for the house getting them some help so he was a very helpful guy by by nature so he will ensure that nobody is left by Uh, somebody who needs something, he will make sure he he goes out of his way uh, to do way. that. I uh, think yeah. uh, then I would say that pretty much those qualities have been passed on to you as well. That's why I always refer to you as a service man because I feel you are also always at everybody's uh, service, and I think I've always seen I, you. Yeah, I picked up this quality probably <laughs> passed on to me from him. Yeah, so yeah. I because I've seen you also go out of your way to help others. But uh, but how old were you when your other uh, two siblings were born? You have two sisters as well who are younger to you. So how old were you when they were born? See when my when my first my younger sister was born, I was that time I think three year old, and then after three years we had another sister, who who so we had, I had I have two sisters, so that time I think when when unfortunately when he died in 1965, that time I was nine year old and those two sisters of mine they were three and six year old. All right, yeah, we would uh, I'd I'd, def- I'd uh, now obviously be coming to the very. Uh, sad uh, phase uh, when you were just about 9 and uh, he passed away how dramatic 
was that event yes. in your life it and was, how how much of a trauma was it because it was, it's not it easy for a young it's not easy for a young person yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's not it i can't was, even imagine when you're 9 year old and you may lose your father it was very traumatic because our life was very good i got admission in one of the best schools in delhi i was studying in air force uh, balwati air force school which was near to my house in dodhi road which was a very privileged school those days along with columbus and modern and i was studying there because thanks to his connection and his his passion that children must get best education my daughter my my sisters who were very young they got in in kid in nursery and all they, they got admission in lady irwin and that and lady irwin used to have a primary school in defense colony i remember so they were studying in that school primary school lady irwin so they had a lady irwin there like we had a air force school uh, from primary to fifth was in uh, in uh, in uh, lodi road and sixth onward it was surodo park air force school so, so we got we got admission in good schools and uh, he was a very doting father i mean he would always ensure that so children what, must get yeah so but then what was your first reaction when you got the news that he is um, passed away so what happened that is a long story actually he he used to have early raids in the morning being a food inspector he was supposed to go early morning to leave home by 4:35 because those days this milk there was no mother dairy or dairy milk scheme that time so milk was more of home delivery so these milkmen who who would deliver milk to your homes those days for dairy milk scheme also came very later dms so he would they had to check this milk early morning which was being transported by private individuals by the corporation people so one of one of those bad days he was on his uh, inspection uh, date and he he made one milkman open his uh, drum milk drum so they found it was like definitely the uh, what they call lactometer whatever it was it was showing more water than in the milk so the moment he stopped him and they tried to penalize him this guy to run away from penalty he smashed that big drum iron drum on on his stomach he pushed him behind and he fell down and he and i believe in that incident his uh, intestines got ruptured so he was immediately hospitalized and uh, he was taken to that time we had only one hospital called sadarjang hospital he was immediately rushed there and then the whole harrowing period started for the family all of us we got so scared cuz he was so young and he was that time i think about 32 31 32 i think so it was big ordeal for us to get and get there to get medicines they were so expensive those days we didn't have such technology here but uh, thanks to my uncle his uncle uh, mr this is uncle, around this is around 65 this is no no i'm talking of 63 all right 63 63 okay. when mm-hmm. he got injured when he got accident. injured okay okay yeah so he was like uh, he was put in uh, then they had to operate him then we realized he was needing some clean water and that time there was no clean water only coca cola had a plant in new delhi coca cola was a subsidiary which was in india that time my his uncle uh, uh, roop krishna mirza was the coca cola head in india deepak's father so he was the coca cola head that time in india so he ensured that whatever clean water was coming from us those days 
in those big cans. He would send the clean water to our hospital to, so that he doesn't get infected by a, by local water. So that was the kind of care we had to take about his uh, health. And there were some injections which were not available here. Those days he used to he used to get them by courier from the Coca-Cola because Coca-Cola was based in Atlanta. So he would really talk to his headquarters people, get injections which were costing those days about I think thousand rupees per injection. I'm talking of sixty four, sixty five, five. So, but it all happened. Then he got hospitalized. He came home. He was on bed rest. Then again, he so got. So my my question is, since you mentioned the uh, yeah. the expenses that uh, had to be managed during this tough period, yes. and his wife, my grandmother, your mother, Shanta, so she she obviously wasn't working that time. She was a housewife. No, she was also. So wife. how were the exp- the expenses being managed, and how, who was really slowly slowly the savings were uh, getting uh, leaking off. By this kind of cost, then ultimately my his uncles were very well off. His three uncles were very very well off, including the one who was who was in Coke, Coke's elder brother, Coke's and both both his elder brothers were very well off in Srinagar. They were big contractors, big exporters, and he was himself in a private job in a, in Coca Cola India. So I think these three gentlemen really helped a lot in paying off the bills of the hospital bills, and also paying off for the injections and whatever was happening. They were they were paying. So I think it really helped. They really helped us a lot in those difficult days of ours when he was in the hospital. So finally, what happened in the in the month of May? I remember first uh, of May, doctor but discharged him, saying that he should now go to a little more cleaner place. He had a major operation again, third operation. So he was supposed to go to a hilly hill 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 hilly area. So my uncle said, okay, I'll send the tickets to you. You send him to my place in Srinagar. So all of us flew from Sudhang Airport. That time we had only one airport, Sudhang Airport. So we flew from Sudhang Airport in '65 on I think first May or second May to go to Srinagar. I think there there he gave him a small cottage in his house to and he gave a small nursing maid to take care of his day to day requirements of medicine and other things. He was supposed to recoup there because they said the operation has done has gone very well he he recover very fast now but he needs a very clean healthy atmosphere environment so we moved him to kashmir but very unfortunately i think on the night of uh, i think uh, early morning of 9th may i think he passed away in sleep and uh, he died in sleep which i which was finally attributed to some cardiac arrest that's what i remember doctor came in the morning and he saw uh, he said oh he died in sleep probably we felt he he had some attack and he, he passed away so this is so in may 1965 9th may 1965 yeah hmm. so what was so your first reaction with your siblings and your mother yes i was too young and so were daughters were obviously my sisters were very very young they were 3 years she wouldn't even know what's happening around uh so it was a big shock i i got up my i was i was woken up in the morning by my mother then we saw her crying so we could all see everybody crying i could make out that something is wrong so i realized he, he was no more so it was quite obviously i was too young to even even comprehend what what will be for us in future because we had nothing to bank on it was a very very traumatic time but yeah as they, as they always say god gives way and god gives gives you some some kind of uh, support somewhere and then we all sat we were there for about two weeks in senegal 
finally we had to come back to india to delhi so we came back to delhi thanks again to my uncles so so when yeah. you came back to delhi uh, i believe uh, the house that you were living in which was lodi yes. road which was lodi road that time yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it was um, um, uh, sort of a perk that came with the government job that he had it came with a perk and at that time you had to vacate the house in 6 months time after the gentleman is no more in the job so that house and had to be vacated we had to we were told to vacate the house in 6 months we couldn't get it like we we tried for extension for one year but we were refused by the mct no you can't wait you can you have to leave in 6 months time that time there was maybe very hard rules that time and the most difficult part was that this job which he was doing with mct that time had no pension of course after i believe after 10 15 years they started giving pension it became a pensionable job but that time it was non pensionable job so there was no money coming in after so there was no more money coming in no pension nothing it was very hard to on day to day basis so it became very big challenge for us to survive in trust me frankly there and i believe you were uh, you uh, Uh, were moved out of your school as well the private school that you were in yeah because i had to no i had to anyway leave that school because i i was supposed to go to subroto park air force school subroto park that was de facto transfer after you finish fifth year then you have to go go to the subroto park school in in uh, delhi kant but in interim like I, i said we came back in may and june we were all worrying about the family so all uncles got together they huddled together had a lot of discussions how will the family live we have a young widow there and there are three three siblings how will they earn how will they live so there was a lot of discussion within the family my father's two brothers and my mama and my uncle my master and everybody was like discussing how how do you how do we how do we make them live now it's so difficult for them. they have no house they have no money so ultimately one of my uncles he said okay i'll take care of uh, he took care of me he said you come with me to ajmer he was he was an lic Hosted in Ajmer, he said, "You come to me. It's a very good, good place for education." That time, I remember we had a Mir College there, we had St. Anselm School there. So he said, I, "I can afford to to pay for your stay and your school fees. You come with me, and you because you won't get any admission here, and nobody will be able to pay for you." So I went with him to Ajmer, and I got admission in St. Anselm High School there in July. and my sisters who were studying in Irwin, we had to pull them out because there was no money to pay the fees of Lady Irwin School. Finally, my Taya ji said, "Okay, I will take care of these two uh, girls." My father's elder, eldest brother, he was staying in Karol Bagh. Those then he had, he was staying in Karol Bagh. He had just moved to Karol Bagh that time, so from Chani Chowk. So he he was staying there. He said, "Okay, I will take this family to my house," and he was paying for all the bills of the family because they started living with my my, my Taya ji in in Karol Bagh. with with his family and he also had a very extended family he had almost i think he had five ch- children also four daughters and one one uh, son so he had five and two of my my daughter my sister there were seven children all in the family then my mother was there so he had to take up a load of all the family so and your uncle think, was managing not only his own house with all his children but yes, then your uh, mother and, and your sister yeah, yeah. correct correct okay mm. this went on for almost 2 years i would say 65 to say 67 because then i realized interim we had this uh, we had two three plots that time small small plots but that time land rates were very low because it was not daily of today or daily of last 20 30 years very small piece of land we had in pampoos we sold it to my uncle he gave us some money on that land then we had one in jingadaklash we sold to somebody got some money so ultimately i think we got some total money about 5 10000 rupees we got that time 10000 from two 10, pieces 000. of land 
ओके एंड दीज आर नाउ प्राइम प्रॉपर्टीज बाय द वे जीके एंड 50 करोड़ 40 करोड़ ओह गॉड सो वी गॉट 5000 फॉर वन एंड 3000 फॉर सम पंपोश वाज सोल्ड फॉर 3 एंड 1/2000 आई थिंक एंड एंड जीके वाज सोल्ड फॉर 5 6000 रुपीस आई थिंक सो एनीवे वी गॉट 10 9000 रुपीस एंड माय माय मदर हैड सम ज्वेलरी विद हर मैरिज ज्वेलरी व्हिच वी सोल्ड ऑफ So we collected about twenty-five thousand rupees that time. And, and but I think you were too young to really understand that all this is happening. No, the jewelry. I was only totally briefed. I was told much later. This I was not aware till I, I grew up. My, huh, because you were so young. I mean, you wouldn't know that land no, is being no, no, no. sold, jewelry is being sold. Me. Yeah. No, this was all done within the within the elders. I yeah. was only told this yeah. after about four five years. Okay. When I came in ninth standard, when I got to know all about the story. Okay. How they managed, how they got the money, who paid where, and who did what. It was much later, but finally the house was built at a cost of around thirty thousand rupees. I think the house was built. We made this. No, so the house you're talking about is the house in Lajpur Nagar. Lajpur Nagar. So this was built on the land that thankfully uh, your father had bought. Long time. 1961. Okay, so he had bought this land long time ago. So uh, after yes. 67, the house was built. Yeah, we built in September 1967. We made ground floor. And we made uh, one basati, which is basati means one room with attached bathroom and kitchen. That's all. So we made this thinking that my uncle said we will rent out the ground floor. The rent will be will be the way of like, the recurring income in the house would be income. because uh, considering that your mother uh, didn't have a job and she was not didn't educated, job, she was not educated, not educated to get a job. Also, not educated, didn't have a job, and those days there was no such policy. In MCD to give a job to a to the family of a family uh, of, of a person yeah, who's deceased, yeah, hmm. deceased. There was no such policy, so yeah, she had no pension, she had no job, nothing. So rupees three hundred was a rent. I remember we used to get from the ground floor house rupees three hundred. That was our our I would say income of the month. So my mother had to now pay rent for her, my sisters and her daily work. So the three hundred was was coming very less because. The as we as years go by, it started. The expenses started building up, and uh, obviously she didn't have much money. So then she started uh, doing some stitching work, and she would make some frocks for some exporters. We had some exporter family living behind our house, so they 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 took pity on my mother that she's a widow and she doesn't have any work. So they used to make make her stitch some frocks for export, whereby sisters also started helping her. So it was a very very tough life, very very difficult time when I came back in seventy one. So what a uh, so I'm just seeing the transition, you know, now that observing from the life of those uh, luxurious perks of you know visiting the yes. circus and being Absolutely. pampered with the toys to now in a position where no money in the house and uh, and the sisters being asked to work alongside yeah. your mother to yes. Uh, yes. earn earn money so quite a yeah. transition there for the yes. whole family it came crashing down the whole life came crashing down mm-hmm. so difficult time when i came in 71 from as i finished my school in 71 for cbsc so this was in ajmer when you finished your ajmer, school ajmer yeah i finished my school uh, and the name of the school was saint anselm's higher secondary school Right. It was a it was a missionary school, okay. very popular missionary school those years in Ajmer, along with those big schools which we had. Mayor College was one, of course. It was a very princely school, a princely school, Mayor College, and there was one ladies' school also, Sophia Sophia College, a big famous ladies' school. So when you were in Ajmer, uh, you were doing your schooling. You know, it must have been a very uh, difficult 
period when you know you don't have a father figure in the house to go to for any kind of support and no, not even having uh, a mother in the house because your mother was in delhi yeah. so you didn't have uh, the emotional cushion of a mother you didn't have the financial support or the guidance or the wisdom of a father and the guilt you you don't know ashwin the guilt of living in somebody's house as a dependent that guilt never goes and that guilt kills you every every hour every minute because you are there as what not their son as as somebody whom they are helping, helping. Hmm. so you that that was the most difficult time when you are living with some like my mother used to tell me when she was living with with her daughters with my taiji's house she said every minute was like a killing time for me i am i am i am become so so helpless that if somebody there's a certain sense of debt you know you feel indebted to the person and uh, you know you feel whether yeah. you can repay them ever or not you know. and then it always see people i don't know how many people have such experiences i know i faced it maybe do you will not get the same love what you get from your parents and uh, you are staying in somebody's house hmm. they sometimes may like it sometimes they may not even like it you you are a burden on them Yeah, I mean, it can get very complicated if the uh, if yeah. the stay ex- uh, it gets extended uh, for a very long period of time. You know, for a short period of time, everybody is okay, everybody is happy. Five, yeah. Short stay is good. It was five years. Five years, you were there. And I used to hmm. sometimes feel I was being not. Sometimes I used to even have a feeling I was not even treated well. And I was all, being treated like a like an outsider. Uh, I can imagine, and also uh, see very challenging because when you're in school, that's the time when you you know build a social network, you build a social life. So how was that like? Because I believe if you're in somebody else's house, you're not very comfortable in inviting no, friends over. No, inviting no way, no way. You, I had no friends. I had no friends. Only school friends. I had just one or two friends who were my neighbors actually. I had no school friends. Yes, I know. No, I'm. No, I'm more interacting with them now after thirty, forty years. At that time, there was no such. such friendship because i was i was uh, so constrained to move out after school time i would not go anywhere the only good part was my elder my my uncle's son was elder to me and he was a badminton player so i used to go with him to play badminton and uh, be 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 with him but there was no other activity so you picked time. up you so you picked up badminton in life thanks to uncle's uh, son Son, and that was the only physical day. activity you would get during the day. That's that's true. That's true. After school, I I would just come back and uh, you know, uh, in school I was playing badminton because of his. Because since he used to play badminton, I also picked up badminton, and it was very difficult. I don't know how to even so, express. So, but but then what happens to things like you know when as a kid, as a, such a young child, you know you you know sometimes you want a toy or you want to go out you and cannot. eat something. You or you, ask. you know, you want to indulge in something, so you weren't able to ask for anything at that. Indulgence, time. indulgence was absolutely big no, big no. Because you can't ask, because you're already being looked at as an outsider, paying for your stay, paying for your fees, paying for your school dress. So it was like only my mother used to come once in six months. She would come from Delhi to Ajmer, live for four five days with me, and then go back, and then she would give me some little money, some twenty rupees, fifty rupees, seventy rupees. Okay, you keep with you. And spend if you want to spend, eat something, etc. So it was very, 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 very difficult time. So, so then, how did that affect your um, personality in a sense that in school, then 
did that alter your behavior with other kids uh, and were you then i'm sure that yes. must have made you a very sort of introverted very character in school very introvert yeah i was very introvert so very unlike how you are now so that's why i'm comparing very unlike to how you are now like i was like, very uh, introvert because yeah. i don't know i would never go out with friends for movies because because i had some good friend they would always tell me let's go for a movie on sunday english those days english movies would only be screened on sunday 10 o'clock show in ajmer so but for me asking my uncle to give me 2 rupees ticket and and go to to a theater was was a big no, big challenge why you want to see a movie on sunday you study you be home be going so and when you with somebody he is not your father he is not your mother he is not your mother is auntie an uncle so it is a big big challenge i think people who have not who have almost who have done this i don't know i want to ask them i was in a very very difficult time those five years i spent no i can and imagine I was, and and uh, like i said why it becomes even more challenging is because usually school is considered the uh, personality building years you know of your life that's yes, where you really shape yes. yourself you build your you groom yourself and that's a time where you have these sort of building blocks of your life be it uh, you know building a skill in some uh, physical activity or in some uh, uh, a sort of a miscellaneous activity that you start building a skill in you know whether you want to take up singing or dancing or those kind of things but uh, if those avenues are completely shut for you and the all you can think about is i need to just study get good grades and get out of school it starts feeling like as if you've been put in jail uh and also i'm i'm assuming because it's a missionary school there was absolutely no interaction with women either no no it was all boys school yeah yeah so no so there was no no interaction with any women no no no, no, no female company around basically no female company around at, at all zero absolutely zero so didn't you ever didn't that ever trouble you as a kid like didn't you feel that you know probably yes, you're craving I, these things yes of course i was always i was feeling depressed lonely and of course one i was i had no father to look at for any financial support or love or emotion mother who was always in delhi those days you, you couldn't even call up also calls were expensive it was trunk exactly calling. there's no phone call or video it call was, nothing there was no trunk it was only trunk calling you had to book a call that means you had to request uncle ki i want to speak to my mother it was again not easy to call okay she would and she had no phone in the house she had no tv in the house she had no phone in the house Mm. those time there was no tv also obviously there was no tv that time and uh, there was no phone the phone either in the house but so, uh, uh, yeah but apart from that i also want to understand that since then that means in that case majority of your personality was built um, based on most likely the characteristics of your uncle so what's probably one of the best or the worst traits that you picked up from your uncle or maybe he helped you develop some skill i mean i'm sure because he must have been the only influential figure on you during your childhood i think uncle was very strict i must admit he was very strict discipline and he was very strict in discipline timing studying you know that way he was very strict uh, but his son was little relaxed which very jovial he used to crack jokes he was one one good factor of him was he was very jovial and you know and he would uh, also take me along with them to his uh, school where he was studying in a different school that time and uh, he used to play badminton there so i used to go with them sit for them there was not only outing i used to have or maybe my neighbor my school friends who were next to me we would we would play gully cricket as you call it these days gully cricket on the road we should put some 
some chairs there and make it as as a wicket and play gully cricket. That was the only uh, I think sports we had those days. I mean, mm-hmm. I I remember playing cricket sometime in school, but that was very rare because I had to go again back to school, which was not possible because school bus will drop you and you again go back. So you you need to have a bike cycle to go. I had no cycle. Everybody had had a bicycle, so I didn't have a bicycle. So bicycle was costing that time two hundred rupees, two fifty rupees. Oh, who who will pay for the bicycle? Nobody. So these things are very wanting, but you couldn't ask for it. And so also, it was, I I believe you had a sort of a speech issue also when you were a child. You used to stammer yes, a lot. I, I was yes, I had a very very big issue. I I can remember that because uh, I had a big issue on my speech. I had a stammering of a very high order, and it was very very difficult for me to overcome it. which i finally overcame that stammering thing only post my school but during my school period i was also being seen as a boy who cannot speak continuously who would who would take at least 2 minutes to speak out his name so i was like not a very bahamara wanting uh, not not the most desired character desired in class personality <laughs> to be with yeah, yeah. but not the most popular not the most popular game i was a good badminton player so I used to play in school tournaments, so they recognized me by playing badminton. So that was the only game that all they looked so, but, at. So, but but from where did I hear the story of uh, you being made to loudly read the newspaper to get over your stammering? Yes, yes, I that was uh, post uh, uh, school. When I came back to Delhi, I met some people, and they told me that if you need to improve on your speech, you want to put the stammering behind you. you must get up in the morning every morning go in front of a dressing table fortunately we had one in the house in lakhnagar house the big mirror so go and stand there for half an hour and read the newspaper very loudly loudly i mean real loudly which will take care of your stammering and i think i thank those people i don't remember who told me this but when i practiced this thing for about 6 months continuously I think the stammering came down to almost from 100% to 20%. And also, did that also help you develop this habit of reading the newspaper every day? Yeah, absolutely. That yes, exactly. Because that became my habit. I used to wait for the newspaper in the morning, take it to the dining, uh, dressing table, read out the newspaper for 20 minutes loudly, and then of course read again or whatever news was left behind. And it also I realized when I was in school, my stammering was very very bad, but But what came out to me was when I was singing, I would not stammer. Okay. That's very rare. So my friends told me, "Yeah, when you are singing, you are okay. But when you talk, you are stammering. What is this? That means there is something which which you can improve on." So I started singing more. That's why my singing habit came into picture. Okay. So I started singing more and more and more in school. So, so when I was at the school function, I would go and sing on the stage. Yeah, I will actually come to the I will come to the singing bit, but uh, just to yeah. go back to the newspaper reading, because you know I always uh, have to you know tell people because a lot of people ask me that where have you developed this habit of reading the newspaper every day? Because a lot of people my age, firstly, we live in a digital age, so nobody really reads the newspaper anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, you know how I am. I need the newspaper first thing in the morning. In fact, even when I'm traveling uh, to any other city for work. uh that's one thing that i'm always looking out for uh, that i need that paper even if i'm not in my house if i'm traveling as well so a lot of people ask me that you know where you know, where so so traveling even 
today i know because i've seen it i've seen it and uh, even yeah. while traveling i'm talking i will go down to the reception to ask for newspaper i know <laughs> i've seen it and i think i've i've emulated that in my life so i think oh, that's where the quality comes from because a lot of people ask me and i say yeah i see my dad i think over the years uh, you know he has such a strong habit of uh, wanting to read the newspaper first thing in the morning so i think i have also uh, developed the same habit seeing him over the years so uh, you know that's the answer to that question because i am exactly like that uh, but yeah. coming to your uh, singing and uh, your love for movies so since uh, there was no real room for any leisure you know th- these were very hard years losing your father being alone by yourself isolated in a different city uh general hardships in life uh, families uh, you know going through a turmoil so how did you manage to develop this fondness for the arts because i know you're quite fond of music movies art and culture in general probably where i have also developed uh, fondness for the movies and the cinema from i probably uh, it, it's rubbed off on me frankly my dad was very fond of movies i told you so the movies came from there even when i was in ajmer i would and, and luckily my brother who was elder to me was also fond of movies so we used to sneak out sometime he, he would pay for my ticket he used to get better pocket money than i would get so he would save some money and take me for a movie so so that came down from my father's time so when i was in ajmer also so i was watching movies very regularly with my brother uh, but my uncle was not fond of movies I used to be fond of movies. So was my aunt not fond of movies, but my my cousin was very fond of movies. So he and I would probably join together and run for a movie theater those days. And then my some a few of my school friends would be was also very keen on watching movies. So sometimes I would make some program with them. You know, they would probably pick me up on their cycle and take they take me from my house in in my colony and go to the movie theater. Probably because. Ajmer by design was a very small city, very small city. So I think it was a very small city where it could be covered by on a bicycle. You know, you could go anywhere on a cycle. So this came from down from there till till I went into college. <laughs> hmm. All these are positive sides. You know, these are positive uh, indulgences uh, that can happen during your childhood. But there are certain things that. Uh, you know you could probably say fall in the gray area uh, of of your growing up years uh, so what happens uh, when you are very depressed and lonely and you start getting attracted towards the idea of maybe you know getting into drinking smoking doing drugs those kind of thoughts that they were uh, you know no, cross I, your head that way what i i must admit ashwin now that when i was alone i used to obviously cry a lot alone because i was always missing my mother because i was too young to be to be told to stay away from my mother mm-hmm. and uh, knowing what knowing what had happened in the family i lost my father so yeah so what is to do and i i i used to study magazine i i used to know i used to read two magazines i used to uh, subscribe these magazines i remember usis had a center in new delhi i would write to them on a postcard get their magazine called span span was one time i don't know whether people know what span now i think it's all finished now they used to have a small magazine called span and every embassy in india had a had a local magazine which they would they would send by invite so what i used to do i used to write to all the i got addresses of all embassies in in, in new delhi how did you get the addresses write, ha huh, i i yeah i got the addresses from my brother i told him i want addresses of all the embassies so he had a book uh, he was studying he used to prepare for his uh, force for his uh, military exams 
when he was in school so he wanted to prepare so when he went into college he he started preparing himself for his uh, nda so uh, he got a nda master guide i used to read that through sometime that's why my general knowledge was excellent i used to get 95% marks always in, in general knowledge so i used to run through that, that book nda book that was 1100 pages book and then he he helped me to get some addresses of the of the few embassies uh, and i used to write to embassies on a small i remember part it was a five paisa postcard i would write on a postcard to them that i i'm 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 studying in this school i'm very fond of your country's culture literature so very very fortunately these were answered those days by these embassy guys so i used to get lot of uh, these periodicals and these magazines from the embassies and high commissions which are based in india in new delhi and and obviously one one day i also fell into a big trap it's a big incident i wrote to china i didn't realize China was a big no for India, so I wrote to China Chinese embassy for uh, that I am very interested in knowing your culture and literature because my language was same for every every foreign mission. So moment I sent that letter, they were intercepted by raw. By raw. Ha. Huh. Okay. And, okay. By uh, those who don't know, by, I mean raw is the intelligence agency of. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. They suddenly one day I find three people coming to my house. i was that time i think in 8th 8th standard or something like that i think 8th or 9th and this they standing outside my house and ringing the bell my uncle opened the door and they said mr ravindra sushi stays here and he said yeah he stays here where is he he is inside woh bahar bulaye bulaya we sat in the drawing room to and they said we have come from the from the raw to my uncle to what a shock of his life he must have froze yeah hmm. ha he froze he for raw what happened kya kiya usne उससे कहा नहीं जी इन्होंने बड़ी चिट्ठियां लिखी हैं चाइनीज एम्बेसिकों की उनका कल्चर समझने के लिए और ओके सो दैट वाज अ बिग बिग मिस्टेक आई मेड सो देन आई इट टुक मी लॉट ऑफ टाइम एंड एंड प्रूफ दैट इट वाज माय रेगुलर राइटिंग टू ऑल द कमीशन हाई कमीशंस देन आई शोड देम माय पीरियोडिकल्स फ्रॉम कैनेडियन कमेट कैनेडियन एम्बेसी एंड फ्रॉम फ्रेंच एम्बेसी फ्रॉम स्पेन फ्रॉम यूएस फ्रॉम यूके आई प्रॉट ऑल माय ओल्ड you know periodicals and my magazines like mera shock hai padne ka mera koi aisa koi china se koi dosti karne ka shock nahi hai to badi mushkil se i convinced them that it, it was by mistake and not by any wrong intention so they went away but i'm saying even sometimes the small thing also get to track somewhere but so, then did you continue writing to embassies ya uncle ne band karwa diya wo band uske baad band ho gaya tha immediately stopped immediately wo jo ek activity thi distraction ki wo bhi gayi ah wo gayi fir i was then i was again i was back to square one <laughs> oh god so but if you look back uh, you know over your school years uh, like we already discussed a very troubling time but one great uh, sort of memory or one great thing that has stayed with you forever and probably one not so great thing when you look back on your entire school life which will which remains with me yeah now. i mean one one really good sort of thing that probably has stayed with you throughout your life which which probably happened in school See, if i think recall. if i had not gone with my uncle that time to ajmer hmm maybe i wouldn't have become like this because i would have stayed i i i presume i would have stayed in delhi okay so, so you I got more disciplined I, you're saying you became much more disciplined yeah. because uh, you yeah, went with I your uncle straight because with no father at that age one can get into any bad habit 
pleasures so i'm not surprised when you say that the only thing i miss is probably not having a bike because i think uh, you are a person yes you might have taste for finer things but i think you really enjoy the simple pleasures of life and you really value the small things and i and obviously hearing the story i can understand uh, we will we will definitely uh, take the discussion forward we'll talk about you know what happened once uh, schooling finished uh, in ajmer and then when you got back to delhi to your family you got reunited with them what kind of problems you faced because it was time to go to college that's a very big step for a young man and uh, considering there were no real means no real help around and also uh, a very interesting uh, plot twist that we'll discuss on how you had to forfeit a very very uh, good uh, admission at a prestigious college in delhi and had to go uh to some other college which was obviously not that great uh, so we'll talk about that little twist as well in probably our next episode uh but thank you dad for uh, this discussion thank you for taking our time thank you so much for spending time with me yeah. it's a long long time with him which we never had <laughs> i know i know so see there are good things that come out of a lockdown that uh, you know we probably never got time to discuss uh, so much and you never had a ta- never found the time to have a one to one chat about your childhood so hota hai aise bahut achhi achhi cheeze nikal ke aati hain lockdown mein bhi so thanks for that but we will continue this discussion in the next episode Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Bye. 
Hope you enjoyed my first episode. Uh, please stay tuned in for the next one where my father Ravinder Zuchi takes us deeper into his adulthood and all the challenges that he overcame successfully of course. Also I want to leave you with one thought that the future is always worth it. All the pain, all the tears, the future is always worth the fight. See you in the next one. Till then stay safe. Cheers.